Hello, I'm Emma Jane Purcell and welcome back to Fail Harder, the podcast where I chat to people at the top of their game about failure, from their first memory of failure to how they cope with it now. Joining me on the podcast today, I have the incredibly talented Paul Meskel. But our team got to the semi-final and like, I can't stress enough how deeply unimportant this whole blitz was. <laughs> and it was at lunchtime and everyone was kind of watching it because it was a semi-final and we were against like the other half of third class. It was, <laughs> we were playing with like, it was big time. In my head, it was like the be all and end all. We lost, which was a failure. And I bawled my eyes out in front of in my head was the whole school oh, God. mortified I got my mum to come in and pick me up <laughs> <laughs> you lost the yeah, third yeah, class yeah, I lost blitz. the third class blitz and I'm not proud of it since graduating from the Lear Paul has been cast in some of the country's biggest theatre productions playing leading roles in the Abbey and the Gate Paul also recently finished up filming on the BBC series Normal People directed by Lenny Abrahamson but today Paul isn't here to talk about his success He's here to talk failure. Hello, Paul. Hello. <laughs> you are very welcome to Fail Harder. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> How are you feeling? Great. I'm ready to talk about all my catastrophes. All your catastrophes. Yeah. Yeah, like asking people to come on this podcast, but we're like, come on to yeah, talk about it's your a slight failure. insult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It's like, how are they going to take this? Yeah. Um, but I'm delighted to have you on because I know you're like really busy and no. it's probably a good time to get you on the podcast. Absolutely delighted. To yeah. Be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Normal people is coming out in the new year or you don't uh, know yet. N- next year at some point. Next year at some yeah, point. Next year at some point. Probably when that comes out, like, you're not going to be as free. <laughs> <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows? I have no idea. So I'm just going to explain the format of the podcast to mm-hmm. you before we begin. So I have 20 questions in front of me, numbered mm-hmm. at random. Most are straightforward. However, some are a little unconventional. And okay. in the spirit of failure and trying to assert control over what life might throw at us, you can pick the numbers. Gotcha. So Got do me. I pick a number now? Yeah. No okay. time like it, right? <laughs> um, seven. Seven. Why seven? No idea. First number that popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> seven is uh, uh, one of the fun questions. So it's a good one to land on. Um, dendrophobia is a fear of what? Dendrophobia. Dendrophobia. Dendro. Fear of... I'm saying this literally because I was in a dentist today. Is it a fear of dentistry or teeth? Nope. Dendro. Fear of dandro. <laughs> no. Close. Close. Uh, no, definitely not close not at all. Close. It yeah. is a fear of trees. Fear of trees. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? <laughs> no, I know. So, dendroph- dendrophobia. Dendrophobia. You learn this is also an educational podcast. That's exactly why I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of information. Okay, next number. Um... 20 20 okay is there something you fail at regularly is there something I fail fail at saying regularly regularly (laughs) I I don't think I fail at that but you'll correct me if I'm wrong Um, what do I fail at regularly that's a good question Um, I fail at it's just because it's the front of my mind so I'm going to say I fail at striking a work life balance I think okay yeah 
is that something that you are trying to work on or you're just kind of like I'm going to um, sort that out in a few years or are you I like think actively it's something, yeah I think it's more so that because um, it's so funny I, d- I, I did a podcast before and it's the I was thinking about it when I was coming in here and I was like oh Paul you need to reassess because the same the same issues are the same as they were two two three years ago but um, yeah. I think it is to to do with potentially the phase of my life that I'm in at the moment and uh, yeah it's just tricky because I think being 23 you're kind of you're trying to set the foundations for like your professional life yeah and um with that comes um, sacrifices and it's just uh, I am and I I don't think I'm in my head I like to say that I'm working on it but I don't necessarily see if I'm speaking honestly I don't necessarily see a solution to that at the moment and I'm hoping that will make itself clear to me at some point because I suppose when you're starting well starting off I mean you're doing a lot of great jobs but at the same time you want to keep the momentum going yeah totally yeah and it's also the thing that I'm. I I enjoy doing it. like it's not like I don't enjoy. It. If I didn't enjoy the work, it would be far easier to strike a work life balance. But it's 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 not the case. I love what I do, and as a result, there's um, impacts on other corners yeah. of your life. Do you feel Do you feel like um, your social life and family social life, life have taken family a bit life, of a knock? Yeah, kind of. A, a, like I think the nature of uh, being an actor is that it requires. A, a huge amount of time, uh, which is innately a, a selfish thing because you're taking time for yourself and not in a kind of holistic sense, in a purely selfish sense because you want to fully invest in something. And I think as a result, every other part of your life, be it relationships with friends, family, anything else kind of takes a back seat. And then when the job finishes you realise that you've got to put a, a huge amount of work into um, trying to offset the balance. Yeah, it's it's a really strange, um, it's a really strange one, I think, yeah. with doing uh, theatre work or film work because it's, you know, it it's so, so all-consuming when you're part yeah. of it. It is your world. Like, the, the other world kind of nearly doesn't exist because no. it's just long hours. Like, the people you're with are like suddenly they're the most important people in your yeah. life and you know it's great or it's going to be tiring but then it's finished and I think that that come down can oh, be it's horrendous. awful yeah, and yeah. I, I, I don't know how to deal with that at all no and, and I think <laughs> it, it it depends on on the job like for example coming off normal people where it was the guts of five months shooting and on something where you're kind of you're in every day you're not only building a really strong relationship with the directors and your fellow cast it's like the crew and everyone else becomes you you see them more than you see anybody else and it's such an intense working environment that uh, I always find when you're surrounded by like-minded people it's so easy to just lean on that Mm. and be swept up in it in in a really healthy sense like I would never want that to change at any point in my uh, working life because I think it's really required. Yeah. Um, but it does mean that other parts of your life suffer. Are you on um, a break now from work or are you working on something I'm at the actually, moment? I'm shooting um, 
uh, Lisa McGee's series The Deceived up in Belfast I'm going up to Belfast tonight oh very good yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, that, that's less um, I'm not in every day on that okay. so that's but it's um, it's given me the opportunity to slightly uh, get back to yeah. to normal to but normal. also to kind of keep the the bug of work did alive. you did you have a big break between normal people and this or how long have no, you been no it was I finished on a Friday and I think I had a read through on a Monday wow yeah I exactly what I needed at the time because it kind of offsets the mm-hmm. the come down but then it just uh, accentuates it when you finally have to deal with the fact that uh a job that you love is finished. And is it different for you? Because I know you've done a lot of theatre. Yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Normal People kind of your first big TV? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, what, do you think there's a much of a difference between that, between shooting and being in the theatre world? Like, is the is, which one would you think is more intense or takes more of a toll on your um, life? Well, I, I, I think it's all to do with the fact that because I was lucky that I got a, a few theatre jobs when I graduate, your 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 body gets used to uh, dealing with it, and you and you find a, a route through it that is um, familiar. Yeah. So you you know that okay, this is what it's like when a play finishes. Obviously, after you do your first one, you're like oh, everything's brand new. But I think your body's good at remembering things. Whereas with this, with uh, with normal people, it was a brand new working environment that I was in and the hours are definitely longer and it's just a different method of working like I'm always It's very different Yeah it's totally different You you show like I was lucky that we got rehearsals with Lenny and and Daisy before before we shot it which I love because it's something that was familiar to me in terms of theatre and it's but but it's, it's far less so you're showing up and you're like the work that goes into a shooting day is a lot of it is self um, self taught like you're preparing yourself and then you rock up and you're giving the performance whereas in theatre obviously you're getting the prep time that you do yourself and the four or five weeks to kind of mess up and fail to use, yes. to use that keyword <laughs> um, and I think there's less room for it on set is what I found yes yeah it's a lot of kind of time is money yeah exactly yeah exactly Interesting. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Amazing. What number would you like? Eleven. Eleven. All right. Paul Miskell. <laughs> spell pterodactyl. Oh shit! <laughs> how um, good your how good is your spelling? Uh, would you? Uh, before well, we'll we find start. out. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to get this right. All right. Um. So T E or yeah. No. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fall uh, the first you're failed. Uh, do I get another go? <laughs> yeah, go on. Okay, so if it's not T E or Ter. Let's T- think outside the box. T Y? Nope. It's um, really hard to be fair. T- like T A or? No. <laughs> oh my. What is it? You're thinking wrong with the first letter. With the first letter, it's not T. <laughs> that is, you've thrown me under the it's bus here. It's a silent P. <laughs> <laughs> silent P. A silent P. Like, but that's just someone came up with that, and they were like, "It's going to be in a headstuff podcast. I'm going to get like unassuming victims, and it's going to be a silent P yeah. that just makes me look like a gobshite." <laughs> it's P T E R O D A C T Y L. Not a hope. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yep. Silent P. Yeah. All right. What number would you like next? 
Oh, we're going to steer clear. Hopefully, I just steer clear of uh, spelling. 19. 19. Um, okay. Are you afraid of failure? Am I afraid of failure? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, is, there, is there... Is yeah. it something you kind of live your life by, like trying not to fail? Or? No, I think it's something... I think I'm lucky at the moment that uh, life is moving quite quickly, but it's also something that like on a daily working basis and in a daily life, it's something that um, I'm I'm not good at failing. I don't think it uh, stresses me out. I think it stresses everybody. Well, I don't know that for a fact, but um, I wouldn't say I necessarily have a positive relationship with it. Um, Are you quite hard on yourself? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you... Would you say that it takes... Like, if you don't get something you really wanted, for example, would it take kind of a toll on your mental health? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's obviously on a scale. Like, if there was something that I felt... And it's interesting that a lot of the stuff, all my reference points are connected to work. But... um. I think it's it's obviously on a scale. If there's something that I really want and I don't get it, and I feel like I've prepared well and done a good job in in a self tape or in the room, I think it costs a lot because a lot of the industry that we're in is to do with self worth. And if you feel like you've invested a huge amount, and a select number of people are saying that that's not good enough, I think well, it definitely has an impact impact on my self-worth and therefore men- my mental health I think mm. you're kind of I suppose in a an interesting position I guess because like you have done quite well yeah. to the you know to the normal person you'd say you did quite well since you've finished in the Lear like you've went yeah. played really great roles in great theatres and now you've moved on kind of like the natural progression into mm-hmm. um, TV and stuff but do you think that there's kind of I think with anything um there's added pressures but do you feel that people are kind of looking at you to see what your next move is do you feel is there a bit of that uh, no I, I I think it's all to do because I I, I, I don't think not, like I don't think that I'm at the point now where like people are deeply interested in what I'm going to do next or but I think it's something that I inherently have in myself mm. that I'm conscious about what I want to do next or um, what's the next step because I think it's impossible to really survive in the industry without a level of ambition and if you d- if your product doesn't match up to that it requires kind of an introspection uh, an introspection of yourself I think and uh, sometimes that can be healthy and sometimes that can be um, overanalyzed and dangerous yeah yeah it's a super vulnerable job <laughs> yeah totally do you see yourself staying in it yeah. for this foreseeable for yeah, I, 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 there's nothing else that I would want to do. Mm. Yeah, even though, even though it's <laughs> it's a pain in the ass sometimes, but I, I'm totally aware of the privilege that I have in terms of I haven't had, I don't have a bad relationship with the industry in a sense of I've been given a lot of great opportunities from it, but I'm aware of how taxing it can be or could potentially be 
Yes. If that makes sense. Would you have like go back? We'll go back now to okay. uh, sixth year. Sixth year. Okay. What was on your C C A O C A O? I also call it C E O C A O. My C A O form was. Um, was it all drama or? No, there was no. It wasn't. You had to have your C A O in by something like March or April or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. And it was all, It was law and arts in Maynooth. It was, oh, there was something else in DC. I think it was, um, it was basically, I played a lot of Gaelic football and I was like, um, what is the, because I'm from Maynooth, I was like, if I study law and arts in Maynooth, I can live at home and I can play football and I can pursue that. But I kind of knew in my heart of hearts that that, well, I didn't. I kind of neglected the fact that I, if I was in that, I would be unhappy doing that. But um, then a kind of push came to shove and it was like, OK, I'm actually staring in the barrel of three or four years of something that I don't want to do. So I kind of got my thumb out and I met a guidance counsellor through my mum, like a school guidance counsellor. And they were like, what do you like? And I was like, oh, and then I ended up landing on drama mm. and um. I put in an application to the Lear, which was late. And I was like, look, I'll just try out these auditions and probably end up having to go again next year. But I got lucky, got in. And that conversation with um, that guidance counsellor is definitely one of the most important ones I've had in my life. 100%. How how did you find actor training? Like, uh, it's obviously, it's... Diff- it, like it weirdly re- intense we- like, <laughs> it's like it's like a like cult like you're in this kind of <laughs> so <true>. crazy <laughs> like boxed off corner of the world doing something that is very hard to explain to your friends or your family who don't necessarily get it I thought we were rolling like, around yeah, we're rolling like around worms we all have to dress in black <laughs> it's and, so stressful <laughs> it's so stressful how was your exams um, but um <laughs> No, it was a because I didn't I didn't have any experience bar like doing um, school musicals and musicals after I was about 16. Um, So I had no experience of even doing plays or looking at scripts or knowing or figuring out any kind of process of what it would be to be an actor and to and for that to be your job. So it was three years that uh, gave me the time to figure that out and I'm like you don't figure it out in the three years but you think you do but then um, it gives you the framework on which to approach that I think cool yeah alright next number next number what have I picked Um, let's go with 10 number 10 who do you go to when you failed ooh you just tick these off (laughs) yeah <laughs> Once you take off the pterodactyl one, I am delighted. Yeah, done. <laughs> um, uh, who do I go to when I failed? Um, um, I don't really go to anybody. Interesting. Yeah, because I get slightly embarrassed when I like I, I yeah I I um I just get embarrassed when I fail unless it's like a big emotional one. I definitely go to my mum. Okay. She'd be the. Or like, it would take me time. I, I'm good at like, I have great friends in my life that 
and obviously family but it takes me time like it's not something if I fail it's something it takes me time to process it for myself so I can kind of protect myself and then have a discussion about it okay but if it's something big and cathartic or if it's like a real life problem and not to do with the industry I'll go to my mum I'd say are you kind of a suffer alone kind of person like mm. if you do, if you need help with stuff you're like no I'm not going to ask for help no or? it, dep- it, it depends like with failure I think it's a it's a it's a pri- I don't know I, I, mm. I see it as something innately private because it's it's something that is directly y- you fail in yourself like it's not something that's public unless it's something shared with another yeah. uh, human being but a, a lot of the time it takes I either keep it to myself and figure it out and sometimes I'm successful at the times I'm not in terms of resolving it and then if it's if it's a if it's a code red go to your mom go to your mom yeah I kind of wish I was a bit more like you <laughs> yeah. I'm code anything go to everybody go to, no but like but <laughs> that's like, probably oh, a healthier way of doing terrible. it terrible I find it really hard to I'm like no no I'm I'm not going to worry them now like let's say yes. my mom and dad I'm not going to worry them now like I know like I'll I'll be grand tomorrow and then <laughs> they might ring and be like Harry like, oh. <laughs> yeah. like and then the next day I'll be absolutely fine oh. I'm like I'm after just wasting their time and worrying everybody no, for no t- reason like, I I think I'd <laughs> rather be that because then you get that like I think it's the fact like they always say talk to somebody about if if things are getting at you, like your way, I think is a far healthier way of doing it. Even though you're probably Maybe. stressed about, <laughs> oh, they're all going to think I'm X Crazy. Y Z. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, it's just something that I'm not really good at because I think I've protected myself from failing or publicly failing or sharing that. How do you cope when you fail? Like. Uh, I I'm good at exam. It's not that it's, I'm good at it. I I think about I I try to understand why I think I failed or why other people have deemed that I failed. I think that's probably because I think if you fail yourself, it's a, it's a hard thing to understand. Whereas if somebody says, "Oh." you failed at this we, we're not going to give you the part or you're not being a good friend or it's it's something that's given to you right that's yeah. um, that's an easier thing to understand because you can take the information process it or try to process it and then re-engage with it whereas um, I think it's a much more difficult thing to recognise in yourself if you're failing at something okay so I think that's why I kind of like to keep it in-house before I pawn it off. Before you pawn it off the people. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, next number. Two. Number two. Okay. <laughs> What's the only county in Ireland that does not touch a county that touches the sea? That does not. Oh, I think I know this. It's like the most landlocked. So the Midlands... I'm either going to go for No, Westmead touches Meath which touches the sea in Betty's town. I'm going to go for uh, Longford? Mm, no. I'm close though. <laughs> it has to, I have to be close to that. Not far. Longford. Uh, Leash touches hey. Waterford. Leash? Oh. Hey. Yes, premature. <laughs> I was good because I thought Leash touched uh, Waterford but it doesn't. It touches Carlow. Yay. Yes. You got it right. Woo. Okay, next number. Um, One. 
Okay, what's your earliest memory of failure? Ooh, um, my my earliest my earliest memory of failure isn't actually that well. It's like third class. <laughs> I we used I'm a competitive uh, person, and there was this kind of like little basketball league that was organised for like people in the school and you play it at lunchtime and it was like totally not an important thing it was like an in-house school like thing. a blitz like a blitz yeah. yeah except I think the major issue with it was that it was like spread out over a couple of weeks so in oh, my right. head it was like something that I invested <laughs> in for a decent period of time and it was like like people of different like skill levels but our team got to the semi-final and like I can't stress enough how deeply unimportant this whole blitz was. <laughs> and it was at lunchtime and everyone was kind of watching it because it was a semi-final and we were against like the other half of third class. It was <laughs> We were playing with like, it was big time. In my head it was like the be all and end all. We lost, which was a failure. And I bawled my eyes out in front of, in my head was the whole school. Oh God. Mortified. I got my mum to come in and pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> you lost the yeah, third yeah, class yeah, I blitz. I lost the third class blitz. And I'm not proud of it. Nor should I be. I think failure at childhood is... Oh, um, it's in, like, it's, the it's worst. A, it's the worst. I, I was talking about this, I think, with another guest. That um, you just kind of feel a little bit invincible when you're a kid. And when you have that kind of moment where you realise that you can't do everything... Yeah. It's like this horrific realization. Yeah. You know, I just I definitely kind of for a while anyway <laughs> thought that I could you yeah. know, I could do sports and well it's and also, it's drama like and it's like no. Emo- like you're <laughs> you're not in control of your emotions enough to like look at things objectively. Mm. So if that happens to you it's catastrophic and there's no getting around it. <laughs> <laughs> you've let your team down, you've let your class down, you've let your family down you've frankly. <laughs> <laughs> should pack it the in. whole parish <laughs> yeah. down. Come on, Paul. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and you said you're a very competitive person. Yes, I think I think so. I think that kind of comes from um, sport, sport, I imagine. Yeah, I think so. Do you like that about yourself or would you rather to be less competitive? Mm, probably controversial, but I like being, I, I like being competitive. I think it's, uh, it, it, like it obviously has pros and cons. Like it means that if you're competitive I think it can enhance it can make your failures feel worse but I think it also for me it has been helpful in terms of uh, driving you on yeah driving you on and yeah. creating a really healthy work ethic mm. so I think um, yeah it's, it's it's not something if I'm honest it's not something I would change about myself cool do you find the Obviously, sports um, is obviously naturally competitive. But mm. do you find the acting industry very competitive? I I used to think it was more competitive, and then uh, I, de- I think it definitely is a competitive industry because there's X amount of parts for X amount of actors, mm. and they're not even. So therefore, there's a level of competition. But I think I'm competitive. I've gotten better at being competitive with myself, like pulling myself up if I don't feel like I'm working hard enough or, um, yeah, predom- predominantly that. Yeah. Um, like there's obviously competition. Like, you know, if you're going up for 
this like a part you're aware of kind of who else who is else, in your cast yeah. bracket it's always like, the same oh, people in the auditioning <laughs> and it's going to be me and we're going to be rounding it out but um yeah, I think that's I think that's natural in yeah. any kind of competitive industry. I, I think um I don't know, maybe I'm a bit naive or it's just me as a person, but I find okay, it has the natural competitive element and yeah. you you know, it's only one part for ten people auditioning for it or whatever. Um but I think there's kind of a unspoken like everybody's kinda of like, you know, they want it, but I don't think it's nasty. I no, have I have an experience that No. No I, I think you can you definitely you could definitely see how it could get to that point, mm. but I think there's a really strong sense of we all know how shit. Uh, yeah, it there's is. an industry, yeah. there's a community within this industry in this country which is actually really healthy, and I think it's uh, it's conducive. I think everybody know, like everybody wants the parts, everybody wants to be working, mm. but uh, I th- I I do believe that it, people are generally more competitive. With themselves, or the or the open competition is quiet. Like it's not yeah. like like stabbing each other in the back or yeah. anything mad like, <laughs> like that. Like the stories you hear, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, well, I haven't experienced that, and I think yeah. Um, just just before we started, we were talking about London. Mm-hmm. Um, you're moving over. I'm actually moving over as well. Um, why have you decided to go and um, leave Dublin? It's something that I've always wanted to do, not like, not like, not for work, but for life. Yeah, for for life. Like I'm it's 23 now and I just want to yeah. live in a different city. I've lived in the middle of Dublin for five, six years now. And I, I love like I love living yeah. here, but I'm. Um, it also kind of makes sense professionally, but it, that that wouldn't be if it didn't make sense professionally, I'd still probably do it because it's so. Yeah. Dublin and London are so close that you can negotiate that. 100%. Yeah, I'm yeah. very much the same. I always kind of said, I always really yeah. loved London and from a kind of a quite young age, I was like, I really want to live there in my yeah. 20s and now I'm like 26. <laughs> I'm like, right, you just got to go. Yeah. And people are like, why are you going? Like Brexit, like you're crazy. I'm like, oh, look, if I don't do it yeah, now, just, I am not going to do it. Exactly. Because it is, so, because I think Dublin's a really brilliant place to live, it's really easy to put it off. Because oh yeah, it's comfortable. It's so comfortable. Yeah, and it's a it's a brilliant city to live in, but it's a. I'm just like it's going to be out of my comfort zone because I I do love London, but I'm also definitely definitely a, a home bird, um. So I think there'll be parts of it that I'll definitely struggle with, but um, ultimately I think it's the right thing to do for me. Yeah, and it's only an hour away. Exactly, <laughs> I, can back, I can be back in Maynooth within two hours if I get. As well, the away. rent in London at the moment is cheaper than Dublin, oh, which is insane. absolutely insane. Ridiculous, yeah. Like I've been looking up places, and I'm like, this is yeah. cheaper than what I'm paying yeah, here for a tiny single room and for this. The accommodation place. is much nicer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Interesting. Okay, we'll move on to um, the next question. What um, would you like? Ten. I have said ten. Yes. Uh, eight. Question number eight. What part of failure is impossible to put a positive spin on? Oof. What part What part of failure is impossible to put a positive spin on? Uh, Just like maybe to give you a bit of help. I mean, I think that with failure, we, you know, it, it comes with a lot of good I suppose you might be like oh well that didn't work out and it was really shit but then this thing happened and my life yeah. is great now or whatever but I think that you know as you said like you're afraid of failure I'm afraid of failure most people are like there's 
definitely an element to it that's that's really 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 crap and low yeah I think it's when I think it's when exactly what you said when you can't honestly put a positive spin on something if it's Mm. something that you really care about be it in a professional capacity or in like normal human being capacity if it's something that if you truly examine it that you can't reconcile the the positive I think ultimately failure really fucking hurts do you know Mm. because it's I th- I think failure at its worst can have a really negative effect on your self-worth. Yeah. Is if yeah, if that makes any sort of sense. It does, absolutely. Is there a f- like a failure that you fear the most that you try to avoid? Um like you don't like you're like if that happens in my life, I'm just I, yeah, I, there's definitely, like, I think the biggest, uh, the biggest failure is, I think, uh, hurting somebody uh, that you, no, what do I think? It's It's hurting somebody consciously, maliciously, I think mm. is a massive human failure yeah and that's something that uh, because there's no you can't get through life without hurting people like it's yeah it's it's a natural course but I think uh, do you try to be in like a nice person consciously like because you're I I, I try to be nice or I try to yeah no I I think I mean you do seem nice (laughs) (laughs) it's all a facade Uh, no I think I'm lucky with the parents that I have I think I'm uh, a well-reared Lad. Lad. Um, and I try to live my life as best as possible without hurting people. And that, But I, I think the biggest fear of failure that I have is letting somebody down consciously and hurting them uh, in a selfish capacity. Mm. I think that's uh, best to be avoided. Cool. I think. All right, we'll move on to the next question. Um, 13. Number 13? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smile in your face isn't uh, does not bode well so I feel like you're going to be good at this because you're an actor but you could be wrong oh, I, could, I could be wrong if it's sorry. anything to do with charades or anything that's something I fail at I'm actually really bad at it it's a tongue twister oh shit okay um, no I'm good at it <laughs> so I'm going to hand it to you now okay on a piece of paper yeah I want you to try to say it three times three times yeah Okay. But Are go, you throwing go, me under the bus? Go here? straight into it. Straight into it. Okay. You might. It might be one you're really good at. But fingers I'm crossed. Actually, probably you've thrown me under the bus with mm. the pterodactyl thing. So I'm just gonna go <laughs> tongue. To, so it's, oh, yeah, I was gonna open. say tongue twister, tongue twister, tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> How much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck ch- could chuck wood? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? How much more? Oh, no, see, I failed at the third hurdle, but that was decent. That was a decent attempt. Decent. It, I find, I can't do that tongue twister. Like, I'm absolutely terrible at it. In fairness, Here, you, you did give do it, it go. twice. I, you, you're prepared, so I want to go hear on, your attempt. Go. How much would a wood chuck chuck if a wood if a, if a oh, wood chuck could chuck wood? Uh, uh. <laughs> How much wood would a wood chuck could chuck? Oh, I add That's that. a disaster. I'm done. I failed. I accept <laughs> it. All right, next, next number. Next number. 18. 18. Has anyone you loved ever really failed you? Um, 
No. No. I need to think about that, but I, I think that's something that would jump out to me if it had happened. I think I've been really privileged. Are you? Would you be a kind of forgiving person? Well, if that, if if I haven't experienced that, I think I'm. Mm. I would say that somebody. I think you know. I think that might be a personality type because I think that you know people fail all the time and people in relationships you know little fails yeah. or big fails or whatever but I think that a real it's a personality trait where you just don't dwell on those things yeah maybe I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily I think I'd be giving myself too much credit to say that I'm necessarily uh, innately a forgiving person I think I can be quite black and white in some senses but no not not really but you know <laughs> it's like I don't like if, if I was to examine myself I wouldn't necessarily go oh I'm a forgiving person mm. but I think that question's great because I think I've not been let down or Have you been heartbroken before? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And would you see that as a fail on the other person or just kind of a No I'd say that's, that's a life. failure um, that's, that's, that's my failure. That's your failure? Yeah. yeah. Why would you say it's your failure? Just because of the circumstances of it. Mm. That uh and that's not to say that it's catastrophic in a sense that uh, it's just, it's uh, a failure to, it's a failure to cause heartbreak, even if it's not maliciously intended, I think. Whether it's a failure or not, I'm not fully certain of, but it's uh, something I, it's a, Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, because it requires self-examination, and it's not something you associate with. If it, like if you were to paint the picture of yourself, or imagine what it is to be a good person, or a kind person, or um, generous, when you cause pain to like family members, relationships, people that you're working with, it's not what good people do, or mm. how you imagine it to be. So then I think it's a failure in how you view yourself or yeah. it causes you to view yourself in a different way. And whether it's actually truly a failure, I think requires a lot of retrospect. Yeah. And if you've actually consciously failed them or whether um, it just naturally failed and didn't, yeah. it, it, there was an imbalance. That's that's something that's uh, can be out of your hands, but it's, uh, to, to fail someone is... It de- it depends on how you view that failure. Mm. If it's something that, mm, I I don't I don't know how to articulate it, but I'm gonna try and uh, try to. It's like failure is something that we associate with an act, uh, like yeah. an, an event. But sometimes life doesn't afford those things, and uh, like I don't. I've definitely, I definitely have failed people in my life and caused pain, and I definitely a lot of that you're saying though is kind of due to not no, but no, I no, I have failed people in my life and caused pain and not been proud of who I was in yeah. that moment, and I have uh, failed people and caused pain, but not in a manner that I. I'm proud with how I dealt with it and it was dealt with in an adult. Okay, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's on a scale. 
and um like each each side of that conversation is shit because it ultimately like it ultimately results in somebody um feeling pain and i've definitely if we're going along that train of thought then i definitely have been failed but not in a way that i would ever hold it against yeah. my mom or a friend or whoever mm. it's it's something that naturally occurs in life but that doesn't make it any less easier i think that's something ultimately with time that you can reconcile whereas it's hard to rec- i definitely find it hard to reconcile in myself some decisions that i made before but that you just try to restart and recognize it in yourself and vow to not act in certain ways again. Mm. I, I think that's yeah. That's where I'm at as a 23 year old <laughs> to navigate life a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah navigating hard. life can be yeah, real no, hard. No, yeah, <laughs> especially when you lose the compass. <laughs> yeah. Real hard. Um, okay, cool. that probably wasn't as articulate. No, as I, like, I, but, I, um, I, I, I there's really maybe a little bit in it. No, there's a lot in it. Yeah. Um, okay, what number would you like next? Uh, b- 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 nine. Number nine. Um, how do you measure your success? How do I measure my success? Um, How do I measure my success? With work, <laughs> which is a very boring answer, but... Uh, well, it's the real. It's the real. That's my honest answer. I measure myself with... It, like, how do I measure success is by auditioning for something and um, getting the job mm. is point to what, like, the first part of the success. It's another part of success is having a good rehearsal or shooting a scene and being happy with it and also like success and failure are very close like yeah, they rub shoulders so like on the opposite side of that conversation it's having a bad rehearsal or auditioning and not getting a part uh, and shooting a scene and not being happy with it and then there's the success in life is when you are attentive and engaged with the relationships that you have in your life I think is a success and I think that's the only I think that's uh, something that's that's hard to do all the time Absolutely Where would you like to see yourself in 10 years? Um, I always find that question so hard because there's (laughs) there's the Like, I would love to be continuing along this path, which is which I'm so grateful for. But I'm always like afraid to jinx it. Um, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, are you I, do you are you very kind of superstitious? It's like, not even that? like, I'm oh, it might all it's like, I don't want to be like the person who's like, this is what I want, and then because it's it's protecting yourself from failure, yeah. I don't want to say it because then if it doesn't happen. Everybody who listens to this yeah. will be like, oh, when they listen to it in 10 years' Lousy. time, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Paul, the fucking failure. <laughs> um, no, uh, yeah, that's in 10 years' time, I would like to, like, on a basic level, I'd love to potentially have a home. Yeah. Which is a scary thing for because it's not something that like for my parents generation for example at 23, 24, 25 they were able to own 
a house and that's something that I think people of our generation it's it's hit and miss it's, like it's not guaranteed yeah so that's something that I would um like to would you like have. to do the kind of marriage kids that kind yeah. of thing as well yeah 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 ten years I'm not necessarily put like oh if I'm if that doesn't happen for me in uh ten years that's not I don't think that's a failure but it's definitely something if it happened inside ten years great great yeah amazing but um yeah I think I'd like some sort of uh security in terms of a home that I own that I can't be kicked out of if work is going horrendously I would like to continue in the vein of work that I'm doing and keep like keep uh, those cogs turning in terms of progressing and moving on to jobs that really excite me yeah and some form of financial security would be amazing financial security would be good yeah (laughs) (laughs) 10 years let's aim for it Let's do it. Would you consider <coughs> America or do you think that that might be on the cards? Um, it's, um, I, I, I would consider working there. I definitely wouldn't consider living there. Why? Um, I find the place slightly scary. I find it uh, polarising. I find it alienating. Um, I'm also aware that in 10 years if everything was going amazingly it's uh, but I, I I wouldn't want to live there I just yeah. if, if I got to like work and get out of there amazing yeah. but um, I don't know I just, it's kind it's of just, a weird place I think I, like, I wouldn't mind like oh, that sounds ridiculous I'd like I'd love to live in New York for example for like a year yeah or do something like that but it's not somewhere I see myself settling Mm. You ultimately would love to be kind of Ireland, England kind of home. Best case scenario, Ireland. Mm. I could live. I could see a version of my life living in England, but yeah. nah. Ideal scenario, no. And then the private jet, <laughs> yeah, just bring oh, it back yeah, and forth. Yeah, let's. Yeah, <laughs> is that on the ten year? Yeah, <laughs> that's in the ten year goal. Get a private jet, and um, yeah, that that that's priority number one. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Okay, I think we have time for one last question. Sweet. Um, do I pick it, or do you want? Is there one that you want to ask? Um. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Have you ever felt good about someone else's failure? Have I ever felt good about someone else's failure? Yes. Um, I don't think there could be anybody who'd say no. To no, that. yeah, I think uh, I was like, do I try and pawn myself off as a really, really good person? <laughs> like, but really? people are going to see through that. Uh, no, I think um, like the first thing that jumped into my head is like it goes back to sport. Like if some, if you're playing, or if you're in, uh, like if you're playing a match and you're marking somebody or you're playing against a different team you want to see them fail and you want to be involved in directly in their failure mm. um, and like if like I like seeing people that I don't necessarily respect or if they fail or if they get called out for something that's 
glaringly obvious and they get castigated for it I maybe it's uh, no I enjoy I enjoy seeing people that I don't think are good people fail. yeah do you believe in karma do I believe in karma everything happens for a reason karma all that slightly cynical so mm, no <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily think that everything happens for a reason I think there's a there's a cause and effect mm. to everything but I don't necessarily think that the world works in a kind of reciprocal nature I think it can be slightly more unfair than that yeah I agree I think that it's grand when things work out yeah no <laughs> I think it's very easy to say yeah. when karma or when you see something that is reciprocal like bad actions are are castigated and good actions are rewarded that's the ideal situation mm. but that I don't think that um, happens all the time so I don't think karma is a force mm. and would you say that you're an empathetic person I presume so if you're an actor but yeah, I think so yeah yeah I, I hope so and I thought people would say that about me but I'm sure that they won't I know he's a dick <laughs> <laughs> no I do I do think that I'm empathetic but uh, yeah yeah I think it's the the failure the feeling good about someone else's failure one is interesting because I definitely have yeah I, like often and like it'd be different if you were hoping that everybody who walks like who you come into contact with fail would be um uh, problematic mm. um, and that's not the case at all yeah. but I think it's also human condition it, to a certain degree that if everybody was, was succeeding society would be a very boring place it would be a very boring place yeah and it would be I think it would be very boring even in yourself or if, if everything was easy I don't think you'd learn anything or have the capacity to self-examine and learn and change. Mm. Who would you prefer to have a point with, success or failure? Oh God, a point, cheery success. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think I'd like to have a deep, therapeutic conversation with failure. But in general, success. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't want to be all grim and no, gloomy. Jesus, like. <laughs> Look, there's Get sometimes there is him. those cathartic. <laughs> Deep chats, which are not cheery, but uh, generally, I think. Like, oh, uh, Jesus, failure's yeah. coming to the pub, I'm yeah. leaving. No, out the back, I'm going to go for a cigarette. <laughs> um, all right, Paul, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fail Harder. I really, really do hope you enjoyed it. Um, as this is a new podcast, any help at all in getting the good word out there um, is much, much appreciated. So, if you could subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, share it, tell somebody, tell everybody. <laughs> um, also, feel free to get in touch on Instagram at Emma Jane Purcell or um, on Twitter at Emma Jane Purcell. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.